and welcome back to this week's edition of The Undefeated. I'm your host, Will, and I'm here with Anthony. What's up? And I'm here with Chase. What's good? And let's just get things kicked off with the Hall of Fame nominees announced for next year. And uh, two, some of the names leading the pack are Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson. I think all three of these guys are Hall of Famers, but like, what do y'all think? Oh, they're all getting in. That's not really a question. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning's the one that he's definitely going to get in. Charles Woodson is an all-time corner. He's going to be in there. They're all deserved. Uh, yeah. Calvin Johnson, one of the best receivers of all time. And uh, Peyton Manning is quarterback-wise, like not winning-wise, but like actual quarterback-wise, best quarterback of all time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's like it's there's a debate there for like Joe Montana or any some of them, but Tom Brady's the greatest winner of all time. Peyton Manning's the greatest quarterback of all time. If you're talking over time, yes, Peyton Manning, because he was more durable. You could use him in a lot more ways than you can use Tom Brady. Exactly. And then he had a one-yard touchdown run. It took him 12 seconds to get to the get one yard. It'd be interesting to see who wins a race between those two. It'd be a really boring race to watch. Peyton Manning would win. Yeah. Not by very much, though. But he'd, I am pretty sure he'd win, though. The Titans yeah. Like. yeah. Tom Brady's slow, slow. Yeah. Moving on to hockey. The Lightning score three early as they survive a l- late Stars blitz to win 3-2, to two, and the series is now 1-1. One and one. Who do you think is going to win the series this year? I, th- this year, yeah. Um, It's going to be close. I... W- I can't really – I'm going to say the Stars because Hudobin is a great keeper, and he didn't show that yesterday, although two of the goals were on power plays. Uh, but Hudobin is just a freaking goal. And as the Stars' offense can get going early in the first period, then I think the Stars will win this one. I just think the Stars are a better team. Yeah. So I think they'll win. I don't know if they'll do it. Like, I think th- I think there's going to be a, a game seven. I don't think it's going to be a – Yeah, a blowout. Yeah. Like a – Four to one. Or I don't, yeah, I don't think it'll be four to one. I or think like that's going to be a game seven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think it's good game seven yeah. too. Moving on to college football for a, a little bit. Trevor Lawrence throws three touchdowns and 168 yards on just nine passes. Is he the best quarterback in college football, or is it, or yeah, is he the best quarterback in college football? Uh, I think it's easy, really easy to say that. Do you think Clemson has like all the best recruits and stuff? So I, I wonder what he would do on a team that's not that good. But on the other hand, I really think that he is a really special talent, but I don't know if he'd be the same if he was on a different team that didn't have. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. And like Chase said, he's a special talent. But Justin Fields, now he's coming back uh, soon with the Big Ten returning. And it's between those two as the best quarterbacks. But Trevor Lawrence had one in completion this past weekend. And, yeah, they're playing the Citadel. Oh but yeah. the Citadel almost was leading Alabama at one point last year, at like half. So true, but this is Clemson. This is a whole different team we're talking about. That's true. Uh, I think it's between him and Justin Fields, undoubtedly. Yeah, they're the top two quarterbacks in college football right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I uh, I lean more. I don't know who I lean more with in that situation, but as far as NFL readiness, it's Trevor Lawrence. But as far as biggest ceiling, it's Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, going into the NFL, which was an abysmal week for a lot of fantasy owners this week, as Saquon Barkley goes out, Jimmy G goes out, Raheem Mostert goes out, Drew Locke goes out, Christian McCaffrey goes out, and Devontae Adams was injured. And on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas both tore their ACLs on back-to-back plays. Like, what do you think the is the main reason all the players are getting injured this season? No off-season. Yeah, there's no off-season. There's 
barely any training camp. There's no was there's no workout team workouts. Because, I mean, you look at the preseason, it gives players time to adjust yeah. and it lets them, you know, warm up before the season actually starts. You, don't, you still see injuries even with the preseason, but injuries this year more than ever. Yeah, and I I do think that it is mostly because of the preseason not being a thing this year and a really short training camp. But, like, I had Raheem Mostert on my fantasy team, and they're playing the Giants next week. You know how sad I am in my soul right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad. He's, like, my best player now that all my other good ones are <laughs> injured. Well, they haven't ruled him out officially. He's day to day. So is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but so I don't think I don't think they'll play Jimmy G, yeah. especially against the Giants. They'll just run it with. Uh, him. And they don't have to play Raheem either because they have other running backs. Yeah, like Jarek McKinnon. But then you look at their defensive side without Nick Bosa, who's arguably oh, yeah. the top top and the top defensive Palmer. end. Yeah. I mean, this 49ers team is going to change on defensive end. They still have D Ford, who was actually out this past weekend. Yeah. But uh, it'll just be interesting to see who they have on the edge now without Nick Bosa. Yeah, I tend to think that uh, the 49ers are going to not do great this year if the injuries stay the way they are because Richard Sherman is on IR, and like they're probably just going to get another top draft pick, take another top defensive lineman, and just be a god again next year. Yeah, I think they're going to relax. Yeah. And moving on, the Bengals and Browns played out a, th- like a really good game on Thursday night. Joe Burrow threw for uh, – his first 300-yard game, and he had three TDs and a close 35-30 to 30 loss to the Browns. And in my league, the way that scoring works, he had 42 points on my bench. And uh, and do the Bengals have a franchise QB here in Joe Burrow? Or? I think they do. I think Joe Burrow is something special. Um, he doesn't – I mean, he doesn't really have much around him, does he? Uh, A.J. Green's kind of old and not really what he once was. I think he's something special. Yeah, I, I think they found that franchise quarterback. He looks cool, calm, and collected on Thursday, even though they're down by 15. Uh, he just controls that team. And if he can get T. Higgins more involved, I think they're going to they're gonna have a bright future. Yeah, I do think that uh, it does depend on whether when, whether or not he can get the young guys involved. Like Tyler Boyd is also a re- pretty good receiver. Yeah. And if they can like somehow fix John Ross or they deal him somewhere, because John Ross either needs to get fixed now or go. Yeah. John Ross isn't what they expected out of him. Yeah. And more along in that game, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb go off as Nick Chubb gets 124 yards and two touchdowns, while Kareem Hunt gets 86 yards and a receiving touchdown. And Do the Browns have the best one-two punch in the league right now or no? I think so, yeah. I, I can't see a better one-two punch than them. I mean, Kareem Hunt, he was able to come in and just control the defense. Be able to just run past them with whatever with every step he had. Yeah. And he makes I think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb switching in and out makes Baker Mayfield look better because he has more. Uh, he can now throw the ball out of the backfield to Kareem Hunt, who is tremendous out of the backfield. I think it'll make Baker Mayfield really successful. Yeah. Jim. Yeah, and I think it may takes the ease off of him having to throw all the time, so it there's less chances for Baker Mayfield to be exposed as not what um everyone thought he was. I think that this p- the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have the potential to be an all-time uh, one-two punch. Simil- like I, the comparison I have for them is uh, Kamara and Ingram a couple years ago in New Orleans. That was a really good one-two punch. Yeah, that's the only one other one I could think of that. Yeah, that would be on like that. that. Like in recent memory, that's on that level. Moving on, Saquon Barkley tore his ACL against the Bears on a run play, and. Uh, does this does Saquon being out mean the Giants literally have no chance to do anything this season? 
I don't think they have no chance. They just they're missing their best player. I mean, it's sad to see Saquon go out for the whole year now. Um, they're apparently they're gonna bring in Devontae Freeman, who's still a free agent. But he's not gonna do Saquon things. Yeah, I read somewhere else that I read that Deontay Devontae Freeman was looking at the Eagles. Well, I've read reports earlier that Giants need they need to bring him in because yeah. he's the best free agent running back that's left on the market. And without your top guy, you're not going to get anywhere this season. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Giants were going to do much with him anyway. They still have a lot of holes on defense, and I just I don't think they were a contending team really ever. Yeah. Now that Saquon's out, uh, they're just going to get another top draft pick. Yeah, I see that with the top five pick. Another yeah. another top draft pick. Maybe they use it on an old lineman. Well, they're going to use it on another sh- skill position like they always do. Like a receiver or a, a D lineman or a linebacker maybe. They I don't, focus I don't on know their, much about the class this year. Well, they need to focus on their O-line. Their O-line is They atrocious. do. They really do. But they're going to do They a have a few young stars, though, in Will Hernandez and uh, Andrew Thomas. Yeah, but they're going to do giant things and draft skill positions when they need defensive players and offensive linemen. Yeah. They're going to draft exactly what they don't need. Moving on from the Bears and the Giants. The Jags and the Titans had an amazing game as the Titans win 33-30. And are the Titans contenders even though they give up 30 points to the Jags? Anthony. I think this is more Gardner Minshew putting up points. He's pro- he's going out there to try and prove to the Jacksonville uh, office saying, if you want to tank for Trevor, you're going to have to make it, you know, we're going to have to have teams beat us on the inside because he looked fantastic on Sunday and last Sunday as well with only one incompletion last week. And he's proving that they don't need another quarterback. They just need to rebuild on their defensive side 100% more likely. And regarding the Titans, they gave up 33 points to the Jags, and I don't think they're contenders anymore, though. They Derrick Henry did not get anything this week. Yeah, Derrick Henry yeah. hasn't gotten anything going for the last two like weeks. like eight fantasy points. He was shut down. And their defense, they just need to work better on the ball. I mean, with all those corners, the star corners, you have Kevin Byard and Adoree Jackson, who's still out, but you need to pick up on that side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. Moving on from there, Josh Allen popped off this weekend against the Dolphins. He threw for 424 yards, four touchdowns, as the Bills somehow only barely beat the Dolphins. And can Josh Allen lead the Bills to the division title this year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think the Bills are the best team in the division. Yeah, but should it, should we be concerned that their defense let up thirty points to the Dolphins? Well, the Dolphins do stuff like that out of nowhere. They just score massive amounts of points for no reason, even though their team shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's just like the Dolphin thing, like how they used to randomly beat the Patriots out of nowhere. I was so happy when that happened last year. It was like the best day of my life. I think Josh Allen can lead them to a title. Because he look he looks to be the most improved player from last year. His accuracy on his deep balls to Stephon Diggs definitely improved. I think mainly with Stephon Diggs coming into your team and you improve it. But uh, again, like Chase said, the defense needs to pick up. Uh, giving up 30 points, I think it was, 31, to the Dolphins is not going to be enough. Especially when you still have Cam Newton in that division. Yeah. yeah. Is Josh Allen the like what we need to worry about with this team or do we need to worry about the defense? Because I... Yeah, do we need to worry about, like, is Josh Allen the leader of this team or is the defense the leader of this team? Josh Allen. He needs Josh to Allen. be. Yeah. All right, moving on. Dak Prescott leads an incredible comeback after the Cowboys were down, what was it, like 17-0 to in the first quarter. And after trailing by 15 with four minutes left, the 
they go up 40 to 39 on a last second field goal by Greg Zerline and w- one of the most awful onside kick recoveries I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was bad. And uh, is Dak more leading? Is this more Dak leading a comeback or is this Atlanta just blowing another lead? It's Atlanta blowing another lead. I mean, you're 20, you're 20 uh, nothing up, and they've committed four fumbles in the first 10 minutes. You have to win that game. Oh, yeah. And what they were doing on the onside kick is unacceptable. Just fall on the ball. They have to wait 10 yards. You don't have to. You can just pick it up whenever you want. Yeah. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and there's not up. like there was any Cowboys players around them. It's like you scared to touch it, and you like don't receive it. Like there was four Falcon players standing around it, watching it roll. Hmm. I, th- I, th- I think something has to happen with Dan Quinn now. Yeah, Dan Quinn's got to go. Yeah. I mean, he took him to the Super Bowl, yeah, but that, and then he blew a 28-3 lead with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. So I, I think Julio Jones is a top receiver of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Moving on from that abysmal game uh, for Atlanta, Jeff Driscoll almost brought the Broncos back against the Steelers, losing 26-21 to And after Drew Locke went out and Cor- Cortland Sutton also went out that game and is out for the season. Is the injury bug going to kill the Broncos this year? Because yes. I thought they had division title aspirations before all these yes. injuries. Yes, yeah, 100%. I mean, you look now, Cortland Sutton's out for the year. Von Miller's most likely out for the year. Philip Lindsay's out a couple weeks. AJ Bouye's out a couple weeks. Drew Locke's out a couple weeks, and now they have to uh, rely on Jeff Driscoll, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant to rely. On the injury bug has hurt the Broncos so much. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, like the Broncos, I had them genuinely like for second place in the AFC West, maybe a like with a wild card spot, maybe going a little deep in the playoffs. But after losing Von Miller, I and especially Drew Locke, like you can't win without a backup. Yeah. But I mean, Jeff Driscoll looked comfortable on Sunday. He threw over. He threw against the Steelers defense, with the I think it's a top defense in the NFL, and he threw all over him. Threw it to Noah Fant for a great touchdown. Threw to Melvin Gordon for a great touchdown. I think if you can get his confidence up, get Jerry Judy going in this game against the Bucks coming up, he'll he can lead them until the Drew Lock comes back. Yeah. But it's just now without your top receiver and your top linebacker, who you know this defense. This team is struggling now without their top players. Yeah. Well, moving on to the Eagles-Rams game. The Rams crushed the Eagles. But surprisingly, the Rams had no sacks after the Eagles' offensive line gave up eight sacks in week one. And should we, like, be worried about the Los Angeles defense or just be impressed by the Philly O-line? I don't, I don't think, um, like, you know Aaron, Aaron Donald's interior lineman, but do they? I don't think they really have any edge rushers, do they? I mean, how many sacks can an interior D lineman realistically get? And especially if it's Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think I think that they have they have Michael Brockers, who I think is a pretty good defensive end. And then other than that, I really couldn't tell you. But like, yeah, but then you look at what the Eagles had to play last week. They had multiple guys on the edge: Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, and Montez Sweat, and they still had guys on the inside. And they were able to get around that Eagles O line. And I just think the Rams, they didn't have that this past week. Yeah, because um, Aaron Donald's getting double teamed every single play. and Yeah, but he still somehow manages to be Aaron Donald. Yeah. And on that note, should we, we should we be worried about Carson Wentz or should we just let him adapt, get it warmed up for the seat in this, like, as time progresses? I mean, now you're, now you're on no, two. No, I think you need to start criticizing Carson Wentz like you criticize Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you paid him all that money, now you're starting 0-2. Uh, it's not good for the Eagles. Yeah. And uh, Miles Sanders has – he 
was didn't play week one, came back week two, had 95 yards and a touchdown and a few receiving yards. Is he a top five receiving back in the NFL? Receiving back? Most likely. Yeah, I think so because he's great out of the backfield for the Eagles. Yeah. Moving on to probably the game of the week this week. Uh, no, there were two games of the week this week, but this is one of them. The Justin Herbert and the Chargers faced off against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And Justin Herbert threw for 300 yards in his first career start. He had a touchdown and one through the air. He had two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. And they narrowly lost after after Harrison Butker kicked a 53-yard field goal and then a 58-yard field goal twice in overtime. Yeah. So should Justin Herbert be the starter or should they stay with Tyrod? Well, they they already came out and said Tyrod was starting this week. Yeah, but do you agree with Tyrod? No, I think Justin Herbert has to play now. You have to run with his confidence. You can't let a rookie quarterback come in and pass for 300 yards and then take him out the next week for no reason. Yeah, especially for Tyrod Taylor, who hasn't like as a starter, he was he's only okay as a starter. But like I see, I didn't like Justin Herbert in college. I still am trying to adapt to him now. He has the arm for it. He just needs to get the accuracy, and then he'll probably be a top ten quarterback in the NFL in the next five years if he can get those things down. And uh, so the Chiefs secondary was out without Charvarius. Charvarius Ward was that a contributing factor to Herbert throwing for the three hundred yards or no? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the char the Chiefs should be letting the Chargers almost beat them like that. Yeah. That's, that's a that's another that might thing be a problem. That's another thing for the Chargers board. You look at Justin Herbert, the three hundred yards against the defending champions. You've got to start him instead of Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. You run with Justin Herbert's confidence yeah. instead of putting it. Well, you've got to let your rookie quarterback play instead of Tyrod Taylor is not the franchise quarterback. He's not there to be the. He's not there to be the guy. You've got to let Justin Herbert play, and if he's going to pass for 300 yards, you should keep letting him play. And you brought him in to replace your old franchise quarterback in Phillip Rivers. You have to let him start. You I think to. we'll see him more later on the season. I think they just want him to develop a bit more, but it's still a bad decision to start Tyrod Taylor. I agree that it should be Justin Herbert. And Tyrod Taylor, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that he's not a starting quarterback. He's a really good guy that can come in off the bench if your quarterback gets injured and play a pretty good game and maybe win you the game if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that to the other game of the week, the Seattle Seahawks and New England Patriots faced off in Seattle, which, lucky for the Patriots, every AFC team plays every NFC team once about every eight years, and the one time that they play Seattle at home, they have no fans. How lucky for the Patriots, because that's the loudest place in the world. It's insane. And... uh they played a thriller. It, it came down to the last play as the Seahawks win 35-30. to 30 on a, And the last play call of that was a really bad play call. Cam Newton ran up the middle, was supposed to run, and it didn't work. But uh, is Russell Wilson going to finally win the MVP this year? Or, I mean, after throwing for five touchdowns and 400 yards? I think he has the possibility to. He looked incredible on Sunday night against a really good defense and he threw to his top target DK Metcalf who torched Stefan Gilmore all day it's yeah. not it's not often you hear that defensive reigning defensive player of the year got torched by a second year wide receiver mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson he just looks the complete quarterback I think he can definitely win MVP but it's just the fact that he's still got Mahomes and Lamar Jackson to go up against yeah I don't think 
like Russell Wilson isn't in like the media enough to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Like you always see Mahomes and Lamar Jackson because they're so they're just like so generation defining talents that mm-hmm. you just Russell Wilson gets lost in the background. Yeah, I think that the two leading candidates for MVP right now are in the NFC West. I think it's Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has been amazing. He had two rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, and he's just let he beat the, a healthy 49ers team. So. And after week two, who do you think are the leading candidates for MVP? My two, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think there's too many people, other people around for Kyler Murray to win it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see in the next couple of years, but not this year. Yeah. Maybe. Moving on, the Raiders upset the Saints last night, winning their first game in Allegiant Stadium, starting off the season 2-0. and And... Uh, uh, are the Raiders doing what we want them to do, or like are the Raiders where they want to be, or no? I think they're doing better than what everyone expected. You you wouldn't expect them to come out of the gates two and zero and beating the Saints. I know it's your first game in this new stadium, but the Saints controlled the game early. But then Derek Carr, he actually went off last night, yeah. throwing to Darren Waller, who I think is a top tight end in the NFL. Yeah. And I think the Raiders, they have to build off this 2-0 uh, start now. Because I think they started 2-0 last year, and they ended up finishing 7-9. and You have to build on this now, especially with Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Yeah. I'd really like to see him get, like, I'd like, really like to see Henry Ruggs get more involved. Yeah. Because he just seems to be, he's so, so fast, and he just had that one play week one where he's just wide open. I really feel like they can just use more of him instead of him just having one reception. Yeah, and what are the Raiders like? Uh, who do you think they need to get more involved, like overall, to keep the streak going? Henry Ruggs. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. But like, I say Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards looked really good last night. The rookie, uh, he had more production than Henry Ruggs did. I mean, but when you draft a guy twelfth overall, with Henry Ruggs, you have to get him more involved. You utilize yeah. him from the slot. His speed is unmatchable. I mean, you get him involved, you're gonna win more games. And on the on the defensive side of the ball, who needs to step up on the defensive side of the ball to keep this winning alive? Is it Cleveland Farrell or Jonathan Abram or Jonathan Abram had a really good game last night though. Yeah, but like oh yeah, I think it's Farrell. I mean, they wait they spend like a fourth, ro- yeah, overall, the fourth pick overall pick on pick. him. It's a really bad pick. They really need yeah. some something out of him. He needs to be their best defender this year. If you need like ten sacks out of him. Yeah, and after last year being the fourth overall pick and only getting four and a half sacks and being in almost every defensive play. I do agree that he's the biggest – he's the one that needs to step up on that defensive yeah. side of the ball for anything good to happen for him. All righty. Moving on to basketball before we go to our NFL game picks of the week. The Celtics win game three to cut the Heat lead to 2-1. to one. Can, Gost- can Boston come back or will Mi- Miami shut the door? I think Miami shuts the door. Yeah, I think Miami in five. Tyler Harrow has popped off this whole postseason. I think he's going to do that uh, game four and five, I think. The heat's too much for Boston. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Uh, if the if the Heat do make it to the finals and do win the finals, who do you think wins finals MVP? The Heat? Yeah. Is it Jimmy, Bam, I Tyler think, Hero? I think it'll be Bam Adebayo. He is incredible. That block he made on Jason Tatum to win game two was incredible. I think he's going to be the main part if they do win the, the finals. And uh, moving on to the other conference in basketball, the Western Conference, Jokic scores 11 p- point 
the last 11 points and 80 scores, one of the greatest buzzer beaters I've ever seen from a center or overall of all time, and uh, give the Lakers the 2-0 lead. Can the Nuggets come back again, or is this just is the fairy tale over? I think it's over. I think the Lakers are too much for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to see them come back again. You know, that would be incredible to see, but the Lakers on defense is too good, and AD hit a great shot, and it wasn't even bad defending by Jokic. It was great defending, but... It's just a great shot from AD. Yeah. yeah. And if the Nuggets want to win, who offensively has to pick everything up? Like, Ma- Murray and Jokic are already there, but, like, who's the third guy that's going to have to step up? Michael Porter Jr., he's got to step up for them. Otherwise, they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and on the Lakers, if they keep this alive, do you think that, the f- like, once they get to the finals, that it'll go seven games? Uh, I don't know. I don't think um. I don't know if Miami can play with the Lakers like that, um, but I think it'll definitely be a battle. I don't think it'll be Lakers sweep whoever yeah. it's, whoever they play against. I definitely agree. I think that the the Lakers are favorites, but uh, in the finals, again, even no matter who they go against, but I definitely think that, well, one, Dwight Howard has never won a championship. AD's never won a championship, so I think that might motivate them, but other than that, like LeBron also really good in the playoffs, but... They need to uh, not think about, oh, we're pretty much guaranteed to win this. They just need yeah. to be, like, prime. They can't let the inexperience in the. Exactly, because mm-hmm. on that team you have LeBron, Dwight, AD, Rondo, and then Kuzma is your next best player. And Kuzma's not that good. So. Do we still have Caruso to fall back on? Well, Caruso's also only good because everyone loves his hair. <laughs> so a bald eagle comes soaring in to save the day. Alrighty, moving on to our NFL game picks this week. Starting out with Thursday Night Football, the Dolphins versus the Jags. Who do you got, Anthony, and why? I'm going to say the Jags because I think Gardner Minshew is going to go off again and get Keelan Cole more involved. I think that's too much for the Dolphins' defense to handle. Yeah, Chase? I think the Jags win. Minshew definitely leads the team to a win over the Dolphins this week. Yeah. Do you think that it the that because it's such a short week for the Dolphins that Tua might come in to play some of the game or no? I think he only comes in if, like, they fits magic gives him a reason to come in. I don't yeah. think the Dolphins are really pushing Tua to come in because of his hip and the fear of re injuring him. Yeah. Especially with all the injuries that we've had recently. There's o- he only comes in if there's a, like he goes down. Yeah. Um I I definitely I have the Dolphins winning this, uh, because I think Fitzpatrick could pop off again like he did last week against the Bills defense, but against You the never know. It's it, it is Fitzmagic who is very inconsistent, and I do think that if the Jags do end up winning and getting up by enough, though, that Tua will get playing time of some sort, but I definitely have the Dolphins winning this game. Moving on to another really good game this week, the Texans versus the Steelers. Who do you got, Chase? I think the Steelers win. I don't think the Texans are. I mean, they're just getting pushed around by the last two teams they played, and I don't think they've got anything together to like win a game against a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the Texans. I so mean, it's really showing how much they really relied on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason I want to say the Texans because I think that the Steelers' defense didn't really do that well against the Broncos, even though they got seven sacks. But I, th- I think it's just the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger looks. Well, I don't. I don't think the Texans have anything to challenge the Steelers' defense with. That's true. And their offensive line is not going to do any, anything against that Steelers front seven. But Ben Roethlisberger looks like a different animal this season. Yeah, that's true. And. The Steelers. Uh, <laughs> On the 
Yeah, I I want to I want to go with the Texans, but who is the next receiver? Like, who's their best receiver right now? Is it Brandon Cooks? Is it Will Fuller? Is it Kenny Stills? Who's gonna step up? I definitely have the Steelers winning this game, but who's gonna step? Who's gonna step up if they do end up winning on the receiving side of the ball? I think David Johnson steps up out of the backfield if they win. I feel like David Johnson has to become everything for them if they're gonna win games. Yeah, Anthony, who do you think is? Yeah, I think if they are to win, up? they have to get their tight ends more involved. Their tight ends, uh, especially in the red zone, are the b- biggest threats for any defense. Uh, the Texans' tight ends are non-existent. Exactly. Like you I can't think of a tight end that's on their team. I can think of Jordan Akins and Darren Fells, and that's it. Well, that's, that's what they need to step up. I don't know if they're going to, but especially in the red zone, you need to get it to your big guys and your tight ends. Moving on to another game, the next game, the Titans versus the Vikings. Who do you think is going to win, Anthony? The Titans. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins anymore after this past week. He looked horrible. And even though the Titans didn't really do much, even with Derrick Henry, I think Derrick Henry gets back on track this week against the Vikings defense, who it didn't look good at all. Well, I hope that De- I hope Derrick Henry gets back on track. I mean, he's he was like the best running back in the league the last seven weeks last year, and now it's just like it hasn't carried over. Yeah. Um. I think the Vikings could give Dalvin Cook the ball 30 times and win this game. Yeah, I definitely have the Vikings winning because, one, their their defense probably will bounce back, and two, Turk Cousins, after the ga- per game he had last week, definitely wants to bounce back, and so does Adam Thielen, so they're both going to be playing out of their minds next week. So I have the Vikings. Moving on to the another game that could be good or it could be a blowout, Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Who do you got, Chase? I have the Seahawks. Um, I mean, I don't think the Cowboys, they have all the pieces, but I don't think they can, they know how to put it together. Yeah. Like, I don't, they don't know how to win games against good teams. And the Seahawks are just so much better at winning, like being, knowing how to win and how to like show up to a game. Yeah. Yeah. I got Seattle too. I mean, if the Cowboys defense couldn't stop Calvin Ridley, what, what do you think they're going to stop? Uh, DK Metcalf with I mean even Tyler Lockett you know and Russell Wilson I think it's just gonna be too much for the Cowboys to handle I have the Cowboys winning this game because of that what they what their potential is on the offensive side of the ball especially after a comeback win like they had uh, last week I think that uh Dak Prescott will get CeeDee Lamb more involved and probably get CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper involved and Zeke will just run right through that defensive line yeah. he won't get past Bi- he won't get past Bobby Wagner but he'll get past the defensive line so that's why I have the Cowboys winning. And their defense is – it's not bad. Their defensive line is actually pretty good this year with Demarcus Lawrence, Alden Smith, who – Alden Smith could be in conversation for comeback player of the year after this year. Maybe. Yeah. Him and Cam so far. Yeah, I mean, to your point, C.D. Lamb looked really good on Sunday. Yeah. Get, him, get him into open space, and he's so good in that. Because you, you can only double, double cover one person. And they have Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb, who are all guys who could be – number one and number two receivers on their own on any other team. It's I don't think the Cowboys know how to show up to a game and use them right away. Exactly. That's what, that's what I, I think they get like too full of himself and try to be too tricky and too Yeah, like instead Kyle of Shanahan just, in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just trying to, instead of just playing the game. Yeah, just exactly. So I have the Cowboys winning. Moving on to another game, the Bucks versus the Broncos, which could be good depending on, because both teams... The Broncos would have blown them out two weeks ago with the injuries 
but bef- before the injuries, but after the injuries, I think it'll be a close game, and I definitely I'm gonna start out. I'll, I have the uh, Bucks winning it though. I think I think the Bucks roll over them. I think Leonard Fournette finally found something that works. Last week he had like a hundred yards rushing, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah, and he had a really big run too. Yeah, and then it helps him because the Bucks have Mike Evans and they have Chris Goodwin. Is it Goodwin? Godwin. Godwin. And, like, so he has room to run. And then when he's not running, they've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside. And I think they're just too too good of a team for the Broncos to play right now, for the Broncos to win against right now. Yeah. Who you got, Anthony? Yeah, as much as it pains me to say, I'd say the Bucks win. Uh, injuries, they're hurting the Broncos bad. And without their starting QB, they have, I don't think they have a chance in this game. And – but if the Broncos do win, they need to get Noah Fant more involved. He is a stud. He looked incredible week one. They didn't really get him involved week two until second half. And when they got him involved, he took over the game. He's the guy you have to get more involved in early to win this game. But I do have the Bucks winning. Yeah, moving on to Sunday Night Football, which could be a good one. Packers versus the Saints. And now let's get it started with you, Anthony. I want to say the Packers win. I think Aaron Rodgers is hot. Uh, Aaron Jones is hot. Even without Devontae Adams, I think they beat the Saints, who struggled massively last night against the Raiders. Yeah, and then who you got, Chase? I got the Packers. I think the Packers are just so much better of a team than the Saints are. I mean, I think Drew Brees is starting to show his age a little bit. Um, they don't have Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Thomas. Um, I don't think they have enough to beat the Packers, who've got all these players who are on a roll right now. Yeah, I definitely... I have the Saints winning because if I think that they are going to realize when they watch film this week that they need to get Emmanuel Sanders more involved because their defense wasn't playing awful. I mean, they had a the only reason that they really lost was because of fouling, like inter- pass interference and penalty issues. So I think uh, the Saints defense is young; it's really good. And then on the offensive side of the ball, if you can get Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Emmanuel Sanders all pretty hot against a iffy Packers defense, I think that. In- uh, and the Packers without Devontae Adams, all those corners on the Saints will definitely lock down the yeah. receivers for the Packers. So I have the Saints winning. Moving on to the game of the week, in anyone's opinion, the best game, Chiefs versus the Ravens. I'm going to start off with you, Chase. Who do you think is going to win this amazing game? Uh, I think the, I think the Ravens win. I think the Ravens are more stout on defense than the Chiefs are. And then, um, like last week, Lamar Jackson barely threw it in that – second half because they just just run all over them the team they played last week and I think they can just run all over the Chiefs yeah what do you got Anthony it's such a tough game to predict and the last two years these teams have met in week three with uh, 2-0 records and the Chiefs have won both of them but I think the Ravens win this one because Lamar Jackson's going to get it more to Hollywood Brown and even uh, Mar- uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins out of the backfield I think it's too much and even though Mahomes is going to do Mahomes things I think the the defense will pull up big for the Ravens. Yeah, I have the Chiefs winning this game because their offense is just it's too fast to get like the Ravens. They're good. Don't get me wrong; they have some re- their defense is really really good, but it's not fast. The the Chiefs are gonna they're just they're too fast. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He can he can throw it from any position to anywhere on the field, and hit exactly wherever he wants to hit, moving, standing still. And then we saw in the offseason he can throw behind his back, too, if he wants to. So he probably won't ever be allowed to use that in game. But if he did, I could see it being used in this game. Yeah, but I just 
I don't think the Ravens will want to lose to the Chiefs three times in a row. And that'll motivate them to finally, you know, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they don't want to, but I think it's going to happen. And that'll wrap up this week. The recap, our week two NFL recap after all the injuries and the NBA predictions for how the next week is going to go in the NBA. See you all next week.